Is this Pitt team really different? Yes, the defense has been able to make big stops. Yes, the offense is completely different. But is this team really that different? We've seen this before. Pitt on a winning streak. Home game. Lots of recruits on the sidelines. A very winnable game. This hasn't always ended well. We'll talk Pitt versus Miami and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. What was your message about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. There's one hell of a game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hell to Pit. Hell to Pit! This is the week of October 25th, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. Pitt had a week off going into Friday night's win over Syracuse. Enough time to prep, plan, and plot to come out and pretty much play the exact type of game they've played all year. After a big lead in the Syracuse game, Pitt uh, gave it up. But held on for a 27-20 victory, and now it's all about the U and a big noon kickoff with those desperate Miami Hurricanes coming to the North Shore, and it's uh, it's as expected. The Coastal Division is wild, it's wacky, and unpredictable, but kind of predictable at the same time you're right pam i don't know if things are different or not all i know is that every week is a nail biter oh yeah every week it leaves us on the edge of our seats people are talking about how their hearts hurt after the game (laughs) it's crazy it's crazy we'll find out this week if uh it's more the same old for Pitt, or if they can get out to a big lead and actually stomp on the throat of an opponent and put them away yeah let's let's hope so uh, I, I don't know, Vince, because while the Miami Hurricanes are you know, prone to getting embarrassed, the defense is still pretty good. We're going to break them down some coming up. Yeah, yeah, a, a, a very stout defense that we're going to go over here. Uh, but the Panthers, you know, they, they should be playing with some confidence. You know, they've won, they've won four ball games in a row. Uh, including this big Syracuse victory uh, game that we all, you know, were somewhat nervous going into last week. Yep, but they pulled it out in the dome, and we're going to recap that, look ahead to Miami, talk all things Pitt Panthers with you, as we always do. At H2P Show, if you want to holler at us, Pam, Pitt fans getting hyped for basketball, we're going to have a preview coming up, and people are already interacting with us on Twitter and Instagram, at H2P Show. Oh, yeah. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, anything you want us to focus on in our upcoming basketball previews coming out in the next few weeks, because basketball season is just around the corner. Yep. And if you have any, uh, you know, Twitter videos or anything you want to shoot our way so we could look at some highlights of these badass height recruits Capels just pulled in. I, I want to watch some of them. We're going to talk about another one this week. That's back-to-back weeks. We're talking about big scores for Jeff Capel and Pitt hoops. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hyped for hoops. I'm hyped as hell for what's to come there. But, man, you got to be hyped for Pitt football, too, and we're going to get into it. We are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com if you would like to start your own podcast on any topic whatsoever. If you know someone who's interested in starting a podcast, tell them to go to prettyeasypodcast.com, get their own personal podcast producer, professional sounding, easy as heck. That's what we got every single week. We just sit here, Vince, and we talk into a microphone. Bam, Pretty Easy Podcast makes it exactly that. So let's talk Pit Panthers. Without further ado, we have some news Pitt got 18 votes in the AP poll, Vince. Top 25, not yet, but people are starting to take notice. Yeah, I think, you know, as you rack up those wins, uh, and sometimes it doesn't really matter who you beat, as as evidenced by some of the teams that are in the top 25, I think that'll come. I'm not I'm not too concerned about it at this point. Uh, you know, perception is, is very important in this sport. But, uh, 
you know, I think that top 25, it's coming. You know, we just got to keep uh, uh, keep adding a couple more wins, and it's going to start this Saturday against the Miami Hurricane. I don't know about you, but if I was an AP poll voter, I would always give the team with the most sacks in the nation my vote. I don't care what their record is. It, that's a good point, but uh, it's tough, though, because some of those AP poll voters, maybe they don't have the ACC network oh. at home, and they're not able to watch Pitt play. So that would mean that that they have Comcast, right? Is that that's the the, the cable <laughs> operator? I don't know. We're we don't we don't know anymore, right, Pam? We're cord cutters. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're we're on the verge of cord cutting in this household. But I know we're about to be cord cutters. Um, <laughs> part of the reason we can't switch our provider because we want the ACC network. So, um, yeah, we're. We're cord cutters, but uh, we're still able to watch Pitt on the ACC network. Still able to watch Pitt sack the hell out of every single quarterback they face. And this week, oh my goodness, got to be licking their chops. Uh, Before we go on to the U, though, how about that game? A.J. Davis, we talked a lot about the running game, Pam. And A.J. Davis came out looking like the most consistent ball carrier, racked up over 100 yards, and has been named the starter for the Miami game. Yeah, I think... I. I was talking a lot last week about Vincent Davis, how I'd like to see him get some carries if healthy, but AJ Davis solidified himself this week. Yeah, as a I, I, I was waiting all week to ask you this. You know, I know you were, you were clamoring for, for Vincent Davis to get in there, but AJ Davis, did he prove to you that he could be the guy to, to, you know, tote the ball through uh, and carry him to a victory? Yeah, absolutely. And right. I want him to take the ball um throughout the whole game I wouldn't mind some Todd Sibley in there as well to give him a little break um because Sibley as we've talked about before can just kind of fall forward and get some yards get the that positive yardage um if they need that power guy in there use him as well but AJ Davis this past week has solidified himself and rightfully so um they didn't try and do anything goofy with or starters as they've done in the past well there was some uh substituting in that position and we'll we'll get that to that a little bit later when we talk about some of the some of the bad things that happened in this game yeah this game had a a few head scratching moments but overall since we did talk a lot about the running game last week i was paying close attention to it and was uh Pleasantly surprised at aj davis's productivity but i still have to say just by the eye test I just I'm a I'm I'm a Valique Carter believer. I feel like he looked still like the most explosive player, although they you know didn't quite get the ball into his hands like they have been. Uh, I I think so many options really for Mark Whipple. It's kind of changing week to week, but to to me the eye test Valique Carter shows something that that other players just don't have uh, on that offense, but. You know, the good thing is other guys could step up and they did this week after he kind of carried the carried the load of making the big plays let, for a couple weeks. Let me pose this question to you and we can skip ahead to a bad moment here. Would you put Valique Carter as a punt returner to get him the ball? I would put anyone with a set of hands that will be reliable and not drop it. I don't care who that is in this, in this game in college football, I'm really over special teams anymore. Like I'm not even looking for the big play. I just, just make the smart play. Never return a kickoff in this, in this sport. You should never be doing that. And as far as punt return, men, I, I don't go for the explosive guy. If you're Narduzzi, I mean, he's already worried. He's worried about, you know, putting guys in there enough, but he, the guys he does put in there, muff punts all the time i would do if if billy carter proves he could catch a catch a punt and maybe gain a couple yards that's fine i'm, I'm just worried about catching that damn thing because i'm tired of those well, well yeah well with this defense you know as long as you're not turning the ball over you know you got to have some good confidence there but at the same time this offense yeah good at times but also you know, bad at times. The consistency is not there. We'll no. be talking about that in a little bit. You know, it's 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 still not there. It is not the the offensive line. I think is getting stronger. I think they're getting a little bit more push. They're doing all right for Kenny. I I don't think Kenny looks as flustered as he did early in the season. But like we talked a lot about last week, the inconsistencies. They go into this game. They've gone in the last couple games. They are the better team. When you have a defense like this. 
You're going to be the better team usually. Your offense needs to just make so many plays and play smart. They are not playing smart on offense or special teams. And that's why every week's an adventure, Pam. I, I don't know if that can be fixed. I don't know what the issue is. But that's like the only thing that consistent that is consistent about them is that they're inconsistent. Yeah, in addition to the muffed punt, Vincent Davis almost fumbled at the end of the game. Well, in a very, very key spot. He was he was down. He was down. I, I I was not worried about that at all. That's I mean he hit the he hit the ground. That's not his, that's not an issue. But did you? I mean I felt like those refs some of the worst we've ever. Was that not the worst? That was ref? awful. That was embarrassing last week. That I've never watched a game where the announcers just put the boots to the referees the way they were Jim Mora Jr. and that other guy, right? Yeah, they crushed them. And I usually am trying not to be too critical on the officials, but that was brutal to watch. And then they take 20 minutes to discuss it. Ugh. Most embarrassing was they forgot that it was, what, third or fourth down early, oh God, early in the terrible. game. How do you forget what down it is? It's happened before, um, but uh, you know, in in with today's technology, it's kind of unbelievable that it happened. <laughs> yeah, so those were some of the the crummy things. But let's not forget that this team looked pretty awesome throughout parts of this game. I mean, nine sacks, and you think Paris Ford was just chomping at the bit to get into the second half because he gets in there and he KOs uh, Tommy DeVito, and yeah. I mean, th this was just, I mean, one of the most vicious performances by a defense I could remember. Yeah, and if, if there was better coverage, and Coach actually put uh, pointed this out in his press conference, if there was better coverage on that that uh, that 94-yard pass play, Paris Ford may have ended up with a sack there because uh, he was coming in free. Um, he, I thought he played excellent. I thought the defense as a whole played excellent. Uh, really, the only complaints you got to have is uh, that 94-yard pass. Uh, you know, they held Syracuse to 328 yards, 94 of them come on one play, uh, and some of those pass interference calls, particularly that one on 4th and 25 or whatever it was, just, just awful. You, you cannot have that stuff, uh, some bad pass interference penalties. But other than that, defense played excellent. Yeah, I kind of wish they would just shorten these games. It should be 10-minute quarters. And or maybe eight, and there would be less time for Pitt to give up leads or make mistakes. What what are they doing playing bump and run coverage on fourth and twenty-five or a third and long when the team's backs on their own goal line? That's that's an Arduzzi system though. I'd have to go back and review the tape to see exactly where you know the guys, you know, where that coverage broke down at, but uh you know, he held him. That's why it was passing interference. Well, well, that's right. But how close was he to him at the Dane, time? Of the oh, that's Dane a, Jackson was, was right playing right up on the line of scrimmage on the fourth and twenty-five. He was. He was right on him. He was playing, yeah, like right, right up on him. That was right there. Like, why would you? Why not just sit back? What is the harm? There was nothing was going to happen if they caught the ball and got anywhere short of the first down marker. Kick a field goal. Go ahead. Pitt's got this lead. That was a disaster. It was almost as embarrassing as the referees forgetting that it was third down or fourth down. It, I mean, there's no excuse. And I, I don't care if it's the system. You play, you play back there. You play the sticks. My goodness. Well, I, well, I, I agree with you. But, um, yeah, other than that, you know, the defense I thought played great. Um, and in the offense – uh, played very well too, I would say for for a lot of the game. Uh, but um, specifically, you know, some of those third down drop passes. There were three of them that I saw. Uh, just you know, killed the drives, which is absolutely awful. You know, Pitt probably could have put up another touchdown or two had that not been the case. Yeah, what can we? I can name two names of the drops. It was what Matthews, Griffin Stewart, and Will Gregg. Oh. Will Gregg had that really bad. And that was the one in the fourth quarter or third quarter. Yeah, and Whipple said some very choice words to him on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, that uh, Whipple was hollering at a lot of people in that game. Whenever they showed him on the sidelines, they deserve to be. They deserve to be hollering. It at. was usually catch the expletive ball. Was the ones I <laughs> yeah. saw. 
Well, I don't think, well, one thing he wasn't, uh, well, maybe he did at the beginning of the game, uh, the offensive line at the beginning, uh, this first couple series, Kenny was getting harassed every play. It seemed like, and I was saying to myself, here we go again here, but uh, they made, they made some adjustments and I thought the pass protection was particularly very good uh, uh, after this first couple series, uh, particularly Jake Cradle making his first start at, at right guard. A redshirt freshman in there. I think that that's uh, huge going forward. Who did he start over? For Gabe Hoy uh, was out of the um, uh, the game, so I think that's you know a good sign uh, playing a young guy in there, uh, not just for this year but for years forward. Was he hurt or was that he, a coach? He was hurt. Okay, yeah that that was uh, really nothing on the offensive line that was upsetting or, or worrisome. I thought after they they maybe got the jitters and the you know that dome was pretty fired up until the, but at the beginning, and then Pitt kind of shut them up with the, how the defense was playing, and then until the fourth quarter when it got close again, they were a non-factor. But who knows? Maybe that played a part. But still, there were some penalties and drops that just uh fix them, please. I still though going into this game against Miami, I cannot wait for the first third and long or fourth and long. And Miami's going for it to see what what kind of defense Narduzzi throws out there because that was just the one thing that irked me the worst was that pass interference. But Pitt pulled it out and uh, and they covered, I believe, right? That was a cover. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was a cover. So what more can you ask for? I guess it was an adventurous Friday night, and now big noon kickoff. The U who. Lost to a team that I think we can all agree they shouldn't have lost to. Georgia Tech, 28-21 overtime loss. And what were they were big favorites in that game, right? Yeah, an 18-point favorite uh, Miami was. And that's the only game Georgia Tech's won in conference this year, correct? Yeah. It might be the only game they win in that conference. That might be the only year. game they win for the next couple years. Yeah, it's a... It's a really uh, rough week for the Miami Hurricanes. We lose, you lose to Georgia Tech. They've gotten Cozy Perry now out with a separated shoulder. So Jaron Williams comes back in, I guess, or maybe Tate Martell. Who knows what's happening for them at quarterback? And then compound that also, their former head coach, Mark Rick, suffered a heart attack earlier this week, works for the ACC Network. And we're hearing he's, you know, doing all right afterwards, but just a rough week for the U as they uh, try to bounce back against Pitt this Saturday. And really the matchup is just shaping up really well for the Panthers against this team that doesn't know what they're doing on offense. And, I mean, defensively, they're pretty solid. But I don't know if they're in Pitt's category. I mean, if this becomes – if this comes down to what which defense can make more plays, I, I'm taking – I'm taking the slam dunk, send it in hoop over the turnover chain this week, Vince. I I agree with you. Um, I, and Pitt should have a, a lot of good opportunities to to make some plays here. Uh, is that like you said, Alan Nikosi Perry uh, most likely going to be out with a separated shoulder. Jaron Williams, freshman quarterback, you know he's had some shoulder injuries. Tate Martell uh, it looked awful. Uh, in in spring ball and in fall camp, by by all accounts, he um, played wide receiver in the Florida game, their first game of the year. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure how much confidence there is in him right now. And this is a team, you know, they start a, a lot of freshmen on that offensive line, particularly at offensive tackle. Miami, they're number 127 in sacks allowed at 4.3 a game. Syracuse, who we just <laughs> saw, was dead last at five sacks allowed per game. And Pitt had nine sacks against them. So I think it's reasonable to expect that Pitt should be able to, uh, you know, have their way with that that uh, Miami offensive line. Uh, Pam, I can't wait to see your reaction if Tate Martell gets in there, a quarterback, and, and, and Jalen Twyman stomping all over. Yeah, I think <laughs> I was calling for this while we were watching the Syracuse game. They just need to blitz and get pressure every single play. On and they couldn't season. stop them. They, they could not stop them. Send the house, let the back end of the defense um, do their job, and it's the same thing this, this game. Um, Tate Martell, what, number one player in the country, went to Ohio State, transferred once Justin Fields went there. He was part of the 
quarterback carousel this offseason in college football. And um, it's not good when you're a top recruit and you're playing wide receiver in your team's first game. So I think this Pitts defense needs to get pressure every single time. And I think it will be a good day for this Panthers line once again. But um, looking at the offensive side of the ball, Miami has a good defense. And early in the year, Pat Bostick, when he was on the show, talked about how Miami's defense is right up there with Clemson. And so Pitt's offense needs to make sure not to make those uh, key mistakes. Hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you going to do with your Mark Whipple? I mean, you're you're going to be pretty conservative this week, right? I mean, you gotta mm-hmm. you got to imagine you're not going to be having – Kenny dropped back a whole lot or dropped back deep, at least. I mean, he's obviously going to be throwing the ball a million times because that's what they do. But you got to be smart this week. I mean, they are legitimately a very good defense. A Shaq Quarterman is a badass. Michael Pinckney is a badass. This is a very good team. I don't know what happened against Georgia Tech, but don't forget they did beat Virginia. This is a team that looked all right against Miami early in the, or excuse me, against Florida early in the season. And, you know, Pitt's favored obviously but this is the this is the coastal who the hell knows and i this game could end up being both teams scoring in the 30s because there might be that many mistakes made on the field that's what i'm almost anticipating or or some you know some short fields caused by turnovers maybe mm-hmm. scoring on defense you're talking about miami you know, 19th in total defense 27th in points allowed 19th in tackles for loss that is that is a huge number for me that means they're getting they're you know, they're making plays, they're getting behind the line of scrimmage, really getting after it. And I think that's going to be so important for Pitt not to have that happen because, you know, while we do have some playmakers that can get a, a can convert a big third and long, we've also seen a lot of drop passes and, and stuff. You know, even if you do design a good play and get somebody open, we're not always converting. I'm I'm uh I'm hoping that uh Pitt's gonna be getting a third a third string quarterback in this one. I don't, I don't have we we're here on what this is uh late Tuesday night, early, earlier in the week recording, but it sounds like Jaron Williams will be back just, you know, in time for this yeah. one. That's what, that's what I'm hearing. He did play a little bit in the game uh, against Georgia tech. Um, so it, it sounds like, you know, he's still, he's not a hundred percent, but he might be all they got. I will say I'm one player I'd worry about going into this game is uh, is Jeff Thomas, who is a, is an all, a pretty good player. hasn't done a a whole lot this year. He is their leading or second leading, excuse me, receiver. No, th- oh third now here the emergence of Brevin Jordan looking at their stats. But Jeff Thomas, so last week suspended what their 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 leader at at on offense. I would say their their elder, their most experienced dude. Uh, he was suspended last week. Who knows if he'll be back this week against Pitt? But if he is, uh, anytime you got a player coming off of suspension or having to sit out a half, as we saw last week against Syracuse, highly motivated players. Uh, another player, though, that might it might uh, be good for Pitt going as DJ Davis banged up with a knee. His status also unknown for this week. He is their leading rusher. So, like I like I said, Pam. This Miami team banged up, uh, has a lot of issues, but at the same time, just two weeks ago, had their biggest win and best moment of the season. So you can't write them off at all. No, not at all. I mean, I wouldn't actually look too much into that loss at Georgia Tech. Historically, in recent years, Miami has not played well in games that they're a big favorite in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that was kind of the, we call it like, same old pit for Miami fans. That was the same old Miami there. But I think, uh, I think you touched on it that some injuries, uh, players banged up for Miami, um, but you can't take their skill for granted. <laughs> well, uh, they're a very talented team, but, and, and, you know, they beat Virginia who was in the driver's seat, you know, a couple weeks ago, but then you look, come out and lose to a team that you had no business losing <laughs> to, um, you know, that they've already got, I think it's like three losses in conference right now. Um, so, you know, their their chances of winning the division are not very good. Their chances of getting a, a good bowl game are not very good at this point. 
they're essentially in this mode where they got to run the table the rest of the way. You got uh, alumni like Clinton Portis. Uh, he's he's calling out uh, head coach Manny Diaz, call, calling for a coaching change. You know, they are not happy there. This team could be on the verge of, of just a, a complete meltdown. And that's why Pitt, it's so important that they come out and they really take it to them early uh, because, I, if, you know, if they're down by a lot, I wouldn't think they'd be have much motivation to come back. Now, they did a couple weeks ago against Virginia Tech, uh, but maybe that was, you know, a few games earlier in the season and they, they felt like they were still in it. Yeah, this is going to be in- incredible to see two defenses with crazy gas tanks, crazy talent. Miami has to have a chip on their shoulder after giving up 28 to Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm expecting a barn burner, big noon kickoff at Heinz Field this Saturday. It's ridiculous that anyone would say fire Manny Diaz when he's going into a season essentially with no quarterbacks, if you ask me. They've got a terrible situation at quarterback before they were all injured, and now they're banged up against Pitt. What's the spread on this, according to our we're our friends at the Westgate, Vince? Yeah, we're at f- we're at five points right now at the Westgate, uh, fluctuating between five and five and a half. Um, kind of surprised. Like I never thought I'd see Pitt favored by this much against the Miami Hurricanes team. Most sacks um, in the nation. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, but it, you know, Miami's you know they're they're up there as well in that statistic. Um, I expect this to be a low scoring game uh, between these two teams. It just seems like the, these defenses are very good. Two of the best between their two quarterbacks. They only have two shoulders. Kenny Pickett's got two unto his own. I got Pitt, and I got Pitt covering because they're killing it against the spread lately. Right. Is it Pitt really well ATS this year? I want to say that they're, you know, uh, I think it's actually same as their, uh, there's straight up record five and two. I like that. All right. I like it. I like the five. I don't want to mess with that five and a half. You give me the five. I'm taking pit at home. Big noon kickoff. And Pam, I'm calling it the, the first game where Pitt doesn't lose the turnover battle and doesn't lose the penalties battle clean as a whistle. Great defensive game. And they thump Miami. I, I think it's going to be a little close, but not too close. I think it's going to be about a 20 to 10 game. Yes. I think Pitt is, Pitt's going to score just enough, um, and then their defense is going to just get all over Miami's defense. I'm going with the same exact, Miami's offense. same exact score as you. I'm with you. 20-10. I love it. You know what? I'll I'll make it three for three. Twenty to twenty to ten. It sounds like a good score to me. It's 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 going to be low scoring. If this uh, game hits twenty to ten, we should all go straight to like the casino or straight and play a lottery ticket. I, yeah, I was going to say your zero one. I was going to say yeah, your local gas station for a cash five. Or something. <laughs> um, but uh, it it just seems like you know Alex Kessman getting back in the groove last week hit a couple field goals. He's starting to look better. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be a little surprised if Pitt was really able to uh, score a ton of points against this Miami team. Uh, but, you know, the same way, Pitt should be able to handle this Miami offense pr- pretty well, I think. With that said, my alternative score, my backup score, is going to be a 40 to 30, just in case it's a really extra sloppy game where the ball's flopping <laughs> around everywhere and people are running in special teams and defensive scores or getting the ball on the two yard line. Yep. Kessman hit a cut. What a couple inside 50 yards too. That's, that's the tough yeah. one. Those are tough for him. Uh, man, yeah. th- this is, this is uh still a huge game, even though Miami underperforming, uh, you know, this was marked on a lot of people's calendars. So show up big noon kickoff, get hype and get ready for probably what will be another nail biter. Cause it's the coastal and Pitt is right there and waiting for Virginia also to lose just one more, Pam. Do you think we'll get one? Yeah, I think they're going to lose one more. Um, it could happen against Louisville, a team that plays te- good teams very well for at least a spurt. It could happen the last game of the season against Virginia Tech. You never know in those rivalry games. Louisville was only down for, by 14 to Clemson for almost two quarters. Well, they played Notre Dame tough earlier this year, um, so 
Yes, I I uh, am very much looking forward to talking about that game here in just a moment. But let's get into some more pit news this week, Vince. Big, big commit for basketball, and literally again another big commitment. Six foot eight, two hundred and forty pounds, John Hugley. I want to give him a big hug when I see him on campus, campus out of Cleveland, Ohio, and people are saying. This is the biggest and best score for Jeff Capel yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four stars by Rivals.com. Uh, 95th overall player in the country in that 2020 class. This kid had over 30 offers. Uh, Kansas State, Missouri, Miami, NC State, uh, among others. Um, uh, uh, people think very highly of this kid. Uh, this is the third front court player, Pam that Coach Capel was added to this class. He, he's clearly recognized that we have a, a, a weakness in the front court, and he's added some big bodies down there, some good athleticism. Uh, I can't wait to see these kids really get in there. In a couple of years, I expect some big things from, from this front court again. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about with the recruit last week how um, there's some big, quick athletic guys in the ACC, and you need those bodies to match up with them. And it's been a position – uh, the front court where Pitt's been very, very exposed in recent yeah. years, ever since their move to the ACC, you could argue. Yeah, I mean, we've had the, you know, even going back, even uh, some of those final days in the Big East, uh, you know, when we're playing, we're, for some reason, we're playing uh, guys at the four position that are six foot five, as skinny as a rail. Uh, hmm. You know, that's, that's just not going to fly anymore. Well, I have, um, and I can't wait to see this fixed. I have two questions then. So compared to, Big Max, who we talked about last week, the recruit that Capel landed uh, out of uh, Brooklyn, uh, Hugley is, a, uh, from what I'm hearing, thicker, actual, like a little bit more built and and physically developed compared to last week's uh, recruit. Yeah, from what I understand, that this uh, this kid, when he was a freshman in high school, weighed over 300 pounds. Wow! And he's lost a ton of weight, and he's in excellent shape right now. And I, I can't wait to see him get on campus. Is this the best recruit Capel has by I think he, some people's measures? He is the second guy in the Rivals.com top 100. Uh, Eddie Slade. McGowan uh, was, the, uh, was the top guy. Um, but, you know, those guys will come. And, and we've seen, you know, even, you know, a player like uh, Xavier Johnson was not a, uh, you know, a top 100 type player, but you know, ar- arguably the best player on the team right now. Uh, so I think Coach Capel has done an excellent job identifying some talent, ACC-level talent. I can't stress that enough. And my second question is, is there any truth to the rumor Pitt lost the secret scrimmage this week to the Terrapins? It's tough to speculate, but <laughs> allegedly that's what I heard. Uh, they lost uh, by, by nine in this secret scrimmage to Maryland, who is a preseason top 10 team, I believe, by the Associated Press. Um does this mean anything to you, Pam, uh, have these early season scrimmages? I mean, the, Pitt is going to have a very tough test in their their, uh, their opening game uh, of the season. It's going to be against Florida State and an ACC Network special. Um, so they're going to be kicking off conference play very early and then uh, have a long break and then get back into it. Uh, but do you make anything out of this year? I mean, we, we obviously don't know any of the details. We, we don't know how this team's going to perform yet, but – um, does this does this seem like a good sign? Do you take put any stock in this at all? No stock because you don't know. <laughs> a, it was a secret scrimmage. B, Maryland, you don't know. Um, sometimes coaches and scrimmages they just try and run one like run a certain player, a certain defense to yeah. work on it over and over and over and over again. Maybe that's what Maryland did. Maybe that's what Pitt did. We have no idea. So I take zero stock into this. The best part about these scrimmages is. Knock on wood, no injuries come out of it. Pit Hoops, we're going to have a very special uh, preview for men's and women's basketball uh, next week, I believe. So get ready for that, everybody, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Hail to Pit Podcast and tell any of your hoop freak friends uh, that we're going to be talking a lot of basketball here shortly. And also, we want to shout out to volleyball as well. While Pit Football got some AP Top 25 votes, this week, volleyball got some first place votes. Well, one first place vote. They're third overall 
only one loss this season, which I believe was to what Penn State, and yeah. uh, they will be hosting the NCAA championships at PPG Paints Arena uh, later this year. And this is uh, this is the team that everybody I'm, I could tell you from walking on campus each and every single day. It's the team everyone's talking about. Uh, vo- everybody is supporting volleyball on campus. They're killing it, and uh, they they are j- just getting ready. I mean, the big time is about to start. They do have some uh, big games coming up this week, though. Yeah, they play Notre Dame and Louisville this week. Two ACC opponents. They aren't ranked, but they were in that others receiving votes category in the recent top 25 uh, poll for the volleyball season. So just want to make sure we're covering them as well because they are the most successful sport on campus. So um, they still have a long season ahead of them, a lot of a lot more matches, but looking good so far. Yeah, and I think we, we should probably make a point to try to get to those NCAA championships. I want to hail to volleyball in, per, per, in person at least once this uh, this year. Midterms are finally kind of winding down, Pam. So I, I might be able to finally make it up to uh, uh, up to the top of the hill to go see them uh, maybe before December also. They are, they are really – I'm telling you, there's buzz about pit volleyball on campus and there should be anywhere – there's a Panther fan because you need to hail to volleyball when they're killing it. 19 and one on the season. We have some more football to talk. We have some more Panthers to hail Vince, but before we do all that around town, there's a lot of talk stemming from that Syracuse game going into the U. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to sense a little bit of optimism uh, around pit fans. Uh, Maybe they don't want to admit it yet, but uh, uh, it's still going to be tough this weekend against Miami. You know, a team that brings that kind of swagger, always very controversial. Never know what to expect from these guys. Uh, they could come out and, and, you know, be the best team in the country or they could just fall flat on their face. It's always a fun team to beat and you got to be optimistic. And everyone is around town going into one of the biggest weeks of the season for pit football. Another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. You know, I'm sick of Miami with that turnover chain. Our send it in basketball hoops, at least original. Yeah, you know, I was at that game when Jerome dunked that ball. No, you were. You you were working down a mill that night. I remember that. How do you know? You know, you were playing cards up with Butchie that weekend up Freeport. Get out of here, you jag off. You're only 25. Hail to pit. But the answer's us. That's what the Yinzers are saying. Huge game. Can't stress that enough. Big noon kickoff at Heinz Field. Miami Hurricanes coming to town. Uh, Panthers going for five in a row to improve that record to six and two, hopefully on the North Shore this Saturday. Big noon. But we also got some other uh, college games going around the country. Another game that was going to be a big noon, maybe the biggest noon of all, was going to happen uh, but that got tripped up earlier this week, Alan. Oh, college football. Don't you dare be sour. Clap for the Wisconsin Badgers. And, well, they, 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 they blew it last week. But they could still feel the power against Ohio State this week. I think this will be Ohio State's closest game. But, my goodness, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so disappointed in the Badgers Vince, I was giving it to you all season long about the Badgers. I was on that bandwagon. They let me down, but I am not giving up on them just yet. I don't think I don't think they could beat Ohio State. They're one of my my playoff teams, and they look better than I even thought they would be. But I think this will be a game within. I'm going to say ten points, all, maybe even one wow. score. I think Wisconsin's going to play them tough. Wisconsin currently a 14-point underdog at the Westgate right now. And when you said, Alan, that this was going to be Ohio State's closest game to date, I thought you meant like they were only going to win by 20. Or <laughs> uh, and Pam, this team has has been so impressive, Ohio State. I mean, you could say that they haven't really played any top-notch competition. I guess they're, they're going to see a, a good Wisconsin team this week. But I'm not stepping in front of these guys at all. No, I think they're going to win by three scores. I think they're going to crush Wisconsin. Um, it might be their closest game. Wisconsin had 
the most disappointing loss in all of college football this year because even though Georgia lost to South Carolina, South Carolina is actually a decent football team, whereas Wisconsin lost to Illinois. And other than Rutgers, is there a worse (laughs) team in a Power 5 conference than Illinois? Oh, I'm sure you could find some. Georgia Tech probably. Maybe. Okay. Easily, other than Rutgers, a top five worst team in Power 5. And they just blew that one. So... Um, I think Ohio State wins and covers easily in this one. Ooh, I don't know about easily. I think as, as impressive as Justin Fields and that offense have been, everyone has an off week. And when you play a defense that's probably going to go through their toughest week of practice all all year, uh, and they all are pretty they are pretty good. And I think Wisconsin's gonna gonna bounce back at least in terms of respectability. Do not know about winning this one. I would. I'm not that ballsy. I'm not that much on their bandwagon. But I think that big noon kickoff hopefully is a better game than Pitt Miami at the same time. <laughs> I won't be watching that game. Maybe on my phone while at our while we're at our game. If there are a lot of stoppages for the referee to figure out what down it is, Vince. Yeah, that that's a good point. You know, you you could get some good viewing of around the country during during some of these games. Uh, next one here. Uh, this is one that we're all going to be paying very close attention yes. to. If you're going to have a game on your phone, this is probably it right here. Virginia, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Louisville this week. We talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, this is one we need Louisville to win. I thought Duke was going to give Virginia a game last week. So did a lot of sharp players around the country as far as I'm concerned. But uh, Duke just got blasted by Virginia. Uh, Virginia three and a half point favorite here. Do you think Louisville is going to be able to pull this game out? I think they're going to make it competitive more so than Duke. I don't know if they're going to win, um, but Scott Satterfield, great coach for Louisville, really turned that program around and his team plays hard the entire game there. And so um, they just had that marathon game with Wake Forest a few weeks ago. They went, they played Clemson. They've played some good teams tough here. Um, I don't know if they'll win, but I think it's, it's going to be very close here. We really ugh, pains me to say this, but we're going to be cheering for Louisville this week. I, I don't think they're going to even uh, come within the three and a half. I got Virginia covering this Louisville team has a long way to go. I think before they're back, Pam, if, if Jeff, if they would have got Jeff Brom from Purdue, I would have picked him here. I don't think Scott Satterfield's the guy to beat Virginia, unfortunately. Maybe somewhere down the down the road this season, uh, those who's will lose one for Pitt. But this week, I got them, I'm go- I got them going on the road. I think that Miami loss might have actually been good for them. Well, I mean, well, it was good for Pitt. I know, I know that. But uh, and we we need something else good to happen this week. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I don't think Louisville's there yet either. I. I I think Virginia's going to win this game. Unfortunately. I know we don't have them listed here real quick, but uh, no Tua at Alabama. I mean, I'm just – seems really weird. Tua's out. Just, yeah, just who do out. they play? Arkansas? Yeah. But... Yeah, and then they have a bye week, then they play LSU. That's He's got 20 days to recover that ankle. It almost feels like it's it was planned, this surgery. I don't know. I just <laughs> – it's crazy. That team's only had, what, two quarterbacks for the last 18 years? Tua and Jalen Hurts? Feels I don't like, know if it's been 18. It feels like that I long mean, ago. They, I don't, either way, they don't, they don't need him this week. Pam could play quarterback against uh, Arkansas this week and easily would win. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you could. Though. I don't, yeah, Probably I was going to say, I know Pam can. I, I can. I don't know about you, Vince. They would have an, They would have an issue. Uh, I just have to hand it off every time. Yeah, I could actually let it fly a little. <laughs> well, you know who's going to be doing that is the the Heisman leader in the next game we're talking about, Vince. Yeah, Joe Burrow, number two LSU Tigers. Uh, they're going to be hosting the number nine Auburn Tigers. Uh, Auburn, a twelve point underdog here, going into Death Valley. Uh, this is a, a three thirty CBS game. Uh, LSU is just on all cylinders right now. They are just crushing people. And, you know, Auburn's got a very good defense, but I don't think they're off. This is similar to that game against Florida that LSU had. I don't think Auburn's offense is is quite as good as uh, Florida's was. And that's why I'm, 
especially with Bo Nix at quarterback. That's why I'm going to, I think LSU not only going to win this game, but I think they'll cover this, this 12 point number. 12 points is a lot a of lot. points for a, Against a Auburn. good, a good Auburn team. I don't care for um, Auburn. Yeah, but they're good this year. It's a, they're definitely worth that number nine ranking. 12 points is a lot. I'm going to say LSU wins, but Auburn's going to cover here. Do you really? LSU in their big games this year have given up points, right? They're, they've yeah, been... that defense hasn't been as sharp, and maybe because they haven't had to be. I I got LSU winning too, Pam, but I'm with you. I think they win by 10 or 11. You know, it's going to be right around that 12. <laughs> Someone knows something. But uh, I think LSU wins. My, my only my real concern in this one is, I mean, this is a good defense. Joe Burrow's playing to, you know, keep – making his case for Heisman. How many touchdowns does he throw? Three. What do you think, Vince? Uh, I don't know. At least three, maybe four, five. I'd say five, maybe. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. If, if if Joe Burrow throws five touchdowns in this game, they're definitely going to cover that 12-point uh, number. I I don't know. Auburn could get some special teams touchdowns in that, and their defensive line might could also score touchdowns as well. Grant, Grant Delpit, Michael Divinity. They've given up points in their biggest games this year. Florida and Texas, they gave up a ton of points. They're still holding up. There's still, you know, they still beat Florida by two touchdowns. They did. They did. They could score a lot of points, LSU, and definitely worth that number two ranking and definitely resulting in me getting tweets from – people who used to listen to my radio show in Louisiana saying ever since you left the Tigers are winning now so there I left so now they are they're they're good again I guess I'm still I'm rooting I'm rooting for the LSU Tigers against the Auburn Tigers in this one I definitely want to see a big time LSU Alabama matchup with some undefeateds so I think everyone in America should be rooting for LSU with that regard for a big game down the line last game we're talking about this week Vince yeah, yeah. Number eight, Notre Dame going to a rare night game at Michigan. Number eight against number 19. Uh, Michigan, surprisingly, a point and a half favorite uh, in this game at the Westgate. Um, Michigan, you know, should have at least tied Penn State at the end of that game oh. on, on Saturday night. Um, just a, ho- a horrible dropped pass. Looked like Will Gregg almost. Um, <laughs> It, it was it was horrible. It, it was I could not believe he dropped that. Well, I could. Um, <laughs> I, I could. Well, it was Michigan against the ranked team with Jim Harbaugh as the coach. So I believe. Now, now, Alan, you said Jim Harbaugh was going to get fired if he lost that game. Do you still feel that way? I I definitely think he's going to be fired soon. I thought it would be this week. And Pam, I just want to <laughs> put it out there: I was not the booster for Michigan writing the letter to try to get Jim Harbaugh fired this week that he was talking about at his press conference. That was not me. Although I, I echo those sentiments. Why keep him around? I don't know. I'm glad uh, we have you on record with that. Maybe they are keeping him around because of his big salary and huge buyout. The USA <laughs> Today coaches salaries came out this morning or last night. And so Jim Harbaugh is definitely up there. So maybe they're, just saving a few pennies, keeping him on the books a little longer. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, if you're going to do it this year, you got to do it pretty soon. There's recruiting to be done for Michigan. That was embarrassing last week. I got Notre Dame by two touchdowns. Yeah, I... I'm confused as to why the line yeah, is this close. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it either. Uh, conventional wisdom say no, Notre Dame should win this game. Yeah, I don't care if it's on the road or not. Um you know, we saw this a couple weeks ago with that Miami team being f- favored against Virginia. And, you know, lo and behold, Miami came out on top. The, the, those desert people um, feel pretty strongly about Michigan. Are you going to pick Harbaugh? In these kind of situations, I side with the desert people. Are you going to pick Harbaugh? Yeah, I guess I have to. Okay. Desert. Yeah, I, I think Notre Dame's going to win. But I'm picking Michigan. What does that even mean? That means I don't <laughs> understand why the number is only what it is. I have a I have a more relevant question then. Yeah, as we you. wind down. <laughs> uh, 
the, the game day locations for ESPN are still, you know, for the end, rest of the year, they're they're fluid. Is there any chance Pitt lands one? Like, no. not at not at home against. Well, game day can't be on a Thursday against North Carolina. I guess the only other hope would be against Boston College. Yeah, you're right. That's not happening. There's no way because they. That's the last week of the season, so they're going to go somewhere like Auburn, Alabama. Well, they're going anywhere else. We might have a chance at having it at Virginia Tech for Bud Foster's last home game. No, I don't think so. (laughs) No, Virginia Tech's bad. We're okay. (laughs) Um, This week they're going to North Dakota state or south, south they're south going dakota. to south dakota state for their game against north dakota state i love when they go to the smaller schools they've been at jmu before i love that they do this once a year good they, for espn good for them they've been to those schools more than they've been to Pitt in the last 15 years what are we Pitt needs to give them a reason to be here most sacks in the country by a lot right who's the next cl- closest we got like are we up six? I think Ohio State is actually up there. All right, rooting hard for the Badgers to protect uh, their noodle arm quarterback this week, and uh, hopefully come within two touchdowns. Fun college football week, but I would say, I mean, if you're looking on a national scale, Pam Pitt's in like probably the fourth or fifth best game of the week. Yeah, this week it's a good good week for people to focus in on the Panthers. What uh what channel's the game on? It's going to be ESPN regular. Oh wow. So regular ESPN, big noon kickoff, Pitt versus the U and it's a week we've all had circled on our calendar. So enjoy it and hopefully Pitt gets 10 sacks this week and we're back next week uh talking about a ranked football team in the top 25. I truly believe that will happen if Pitt wins this game. Right, Vince? Uh, I'm not going to count on it with those voters. I think it depends on who, who loses around the country, but it, it, most, most importantly is we got to take care of our own business. And, and also keep getting a lot of sacks because that that's going to help. Uh, you got anything le- left, Pam, anything else we should know? I guess at H2P show on social media. Yeah. At H2P show on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to look forward to our uh, special basketball episodes. They're going to be coming up next week. Yes. Hoops previews, Miami pit recap. And of course, looking ahead to the next game, which will be the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Until next week, though, I'm Alan, and I'd like to say hail to pit. Hail to pit. Hail to pit. <laughs>